0: Hiya, folks! If you're new in town, don't be shy and just stand by. Let me explain to you how this works. Feeling bored or lonely and you need someone to watch cartoons with? Then look no further, because I'm here to play in your ear. You can listen to the podcast alone or alongside the cartoon. The choice is yours. Either way, let's get to Tune Along! And hello, and welcome to Tune Along thank you for tuning in everyone um, today we're gonna be watching an episode of my all-time favorite show I never liked it growing up I definitely I definitely didn't like it growing up I always found it boring I always found it weird it just wasn't meant for me at the right time um, I'm talking about Rocco's modern life um, this show I don't know how to word it but it's one of those shows. I think it's it's a good stepping stone show between Ren and Stimpy and SpongeBob. I think this show deserves more credit than it than it's than it has or it's gotten um but this is definitely a comic book comic writer, comic drawer uh to to TV screen. Like the Joel Murray uh, what a great, fantastic artist he is. Honestly, truly, he's, uh, one of my favorites. So, without further ado, uh, Rocko's Modern Life, Season 1, Episode 1. Um, Rocko's Modern Life always has two mini-episodes, um, episode A and episode B. Uh, so for this one here, it's No Pain, No Gain, and Who Gives a Buck, and, uh, Rockless Martin Life is not shy on adult humor or subtly hiding adult humor in their content, <laughs> which is why I love this show now as an adult, and I can appreciate it more. So without further ado, let's start Rockless Martin Life. Uh, episode is 23 minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one, start. And we got the intro with the flies. There we are. Yeah, like I said, when this show was out, I would I want to say back in I know it came out in like 94 95 it was one of the uh, high, mainstream it was one of the main um, TV series for Nickelodeon when it started it was one of the one of the first shows on the on their network um, so I know the show came out in 95 96 somewhere around there but I I watched it I think in 97 98 99 somewhere around there and what it would it would come on on Saturday mornings and I just remembered not getting the jokes, just remembering, I just remember the episodes being very slow-paced for me back then. But yeah, like I said, now, watching it now, (laughs) what a great show. No pain, no gain, here we go. Um, I guess it's it's definitely going to be a Heifer episode if they got Heifer there, and Heifer voiced by the great Tom Kenny, uh, one of the greatest voice actors of all time. So yeah, this would have been the... I'm assuming this would have been the pilot. <coughs> <coughs> Pardon me. But yeah, I do own a few uh, animation cells of this show, and they're very well drawn. They're drawn quite small, actually. So when you watch it, it does feel a little dis distorted uh, when you watch it on uh, a bigger screen TV. It's I think it's one of those shows that would probably be better watched on the on the big tube screen. Yeah, there's five. Uh, Heifer, yeah, I I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it was when I when I was when I was growing up with the show, but the characters were just boring to me. But now I I don't know. I guess because they weren't cartoony enough, or m- I would say frequently cartoony enough, where it was just constantly, constantly, you know, Ren and Stimpy. This show had good, clever humor, great writing, uh, the episodes more or less had a moral um yeah just I, I just felt like this is more more of a um a seinfeld of comedy if you will um you know clean subtle uh not too grotesque i mean they, there's an episode with where rocco tries to get rid of his appendix appendix sorry uh, which is weirded me out, but just so funny and just so cool. Like, who does that? You know, that's why I really appreciate this show. Heifer and Rocco trying out different outfits. I always like to imagine when there's a if this was a pilot, I always like to imagine them just trying to uh, impress or the network. I I just don't know how they did it, but. Uh, I always assume that the first episode is always kind of an impression episode, Uh, you know, with good reason. Yeah, and I guess if the first episode is heifers eating, uh, that's supposed to be uh, Gene Simmons. uh. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's a cultural reference from the 90s. That's obviously Gene Simmons. Give yourselves a big hand for just being here. I want to give everybody a big hand for being here as well. So I wonder what this character's name is in the show. If they even have a name for him or in the script or what his name is. It's probably like Beam Mimmins or something. Something clever. Yeah, same... This show... Just the characters, the the three main characters, Philbert, Heffer, and Rocco, three completely unique characters, great together. Um, Rocco, I don't know what it is. I, I always found Rocco boring. Uh, he, yeah, because he is a modern character. He's supposed to be a boring, normal, everyday citizen, if you will, with his uh, with his fat friend or overweight friend who's having issues. Well, who's having not really weight issues, but other issues. And then Filbert, who's having confidence issues, it seems. And I don't know what he was... Like, I do know Joe Murray had created other characters um, and implemented implemented them in this show. But I'm just wondering how much of this was thought up on the fly or how much of this he had already created in other strips, comic strips. Same with his character designs they are great, and Joe Murray also is the uh, the guy like, like you just watch that character and you go the Cap Laszlo, you know what I mean he's the guy that did Cap Laszlo as well he he definitely doesn't get enough credit I would think um his name doesn't get tossed up much in the uh in the world, but Rocco's modern life is is definitely one of those shows that has uh what do you call it the nostalgia uh, retro reboot uh like when you go to spencers and you see rocko's modern life yeah that's what i mean it's definitely t- kick, t- kicked up a notch uh i don't know i would say it's more popular today than it was in the 90s um and i'm wondering which fan base that would have been would that have been like is that the kid are those the, the kids adults now that watched it when they were younger and they're watching it now as adults like myself or like prob- probably you as well um getting the humor mutiny in the Valley, african queen deliverance 20,000 leagues under the sea i'm going to try i'm going to try and pay attention to see if i can if i can see some uh, cameos or just relevant jokes yeah even the animation the way that was done there it just looks uh, it looks pilot-esque, if you will. <laughs> yeah. But definitely definitely a comic-y cartoon, this one. Stepping out of the boundaries of cartoonism. But the, the, they don't take it too far. They take it enough far. That's why I feel like this is, to me anyway, personally, this is like a Seinfeld of uh, cartoon... ...ness, like of the Spongebob world, if you will. I feel like they're the Seinfeld version of the, the Spongebob world of cartoons, the grotesque, the, the weird, the wacky. They keep it somewhat clean and clever, but just really clever in the way they do it, the same way Seinfeld does it. Uh, you might not agree with me, but whatever. I mean, this, that's my analogy on it. Always, he always draws poles or straight lines with like a, a twist to them, uh, a little a little edge. Even the door frames have a little twist or wiggle. It's just, I, I love this guy's work. And I do own some of his work. I do own a couple of pieces of Joe Murray's work. Yeah, one episode that stands out a lot for me. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm watching episode one just to, just to, just to have it under the belt, and then maybe we can skip to other episodes. But I just always, I just want to do the first episode uh, of each series that we're going to watch just to get familiar and just to get a, you know, in case they address something in the very first episode that we miss, maybe we'll catch them in the first one, right? But yeah, I was going to say there's one episode in Rockwell's Modern Life that really caught my attention. Uh, it's called uh, Pipe Dreams, where the goldfish gets stuck in the, in the toilet. And just that episode alone I, I don't know what it is uh, I guess when the I guess when the fish is stuck and they talk to it after underground it's pretty funny it's freaking hilarious actually okay yeah I know this the I own a, a product not a production cell but a concept art of this where he's sitting in the chair and it's it's half finished drawn by the animators in uh, in Korea Oh God like they, I mean Korea Korea did probably most of the animation for the 90s on all the shows if I had to guess except for the maybe The Simpsons and South Park and some of those uh, other shows but no I, I, once again, I'm just speculating but I'm pretty sure most of the shows were made in Korea or by those animators and because even when they when they made uh, static Kling, the Rocco's Modern Life movie that came out just recently, the animation does not flow the same way as these old ones, and it's not to bash static cling or anything, um, but this feels more natural, more uh, more effort oriented, more artistical. <laughs> just look at the look at the door over the trees and the way that they're bent and everything. He's got his style and he implements it very well. Oh, Miss Bighead. Favorite, one of my favorite characters in cartoon. Actually, Ed Bighead is my my probably my favorite character in all of cartoons. <laughs> episode one, season one, and they already got nudity or tease nudity, if you will, for a kids show. He was pretty bold to pull that off on episode one, because I don't know if you guys know. If you guys know your Rockers Modern Life, he, there is an episode of Rockers Modern Life that was pulled and it's an episode where uh Miss Bighead tries to hit on Rocco uh and i i totally get why they would have pulled that episode in the 90s but still it's it's fun that they would push push the meter push the envelope far enough push that scale over so that they can try things right i mean Nickelodeon was new they were the f- one of the first shows on Nickelodeon with Ren and Stimpy and all the and all those other Doug and and all those other shows so you know they they were setting the standard. So that's what I love about uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Without Rocco's Modern Life, there would be no SpongeBob SquarePants. Steven Steven Hellenberg worked on Rocco's Modern Life. He got inspiration from the show. Even the characters. I mean, if 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 you know, you've got the crazy neighbor, you got Squidward as that big head, right? Yeah, Patrick is Heifer, the his dumb friend. But I mean you know, SpongeBob is a normal fry cook, right? And Rocco works at a comic store. It's parallel. It's you can see the parallelness of it. Um, not exactly, exactly for the same, right? But you understand what I'm saying. I mean, the, the guys all work together. All even the voice actor. I mean, Tom, Tom, Tom Kenny, he's half SpongeBob. Like, I mean, look at that house. It looks. It's so it's so similar-esque. You could just put the pineapple under the sea right beside it and just, just feel comfortable. All right, guys, here we go. Second episode, I'll try and pay more attention. This is called Who Gives a Buck? I'm just trying to see the names here. Sometimes I like to see if there's a name that stands out, like Stephen Hellenberg wrote an episode or something, or Tom Kenny chimed in or something, I don't know. The All-Scottish Show. So his sca- his couch is all beat up. And that's an iconic couch. The Rocco's Modern Life Couch is definitely an iconic couch. <laughs> yeah. Just the effort alone. Like for back then, just to do all those cells, all that stuff to get that reaction for that one joke, takes probably took a lot of work. Compared to today, obviously. And they would have cared more about it because they would have, they would have put more attention in the joke. They would have, they wouldn't have just done any joke. They would have paid attention to the joke, made sure it, it, it was good or clever, and then put it to do all that effort to make animation for a joke or to, for that. They would have cared. Like look, at his, his house is breaking apart, wallpaper falling off. It really makes you feel, like that panic. The spunky's hungry. Hey, shout out to anybody who named their dogs Punky after the show. Ooh, a shiny one. Conglamo. Yeah. I love how Rocco's Modern Life created their own world, their own O-Town. Conglamo is the big company, the corporate uh, entity, the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the negative force on the show Ed big head works for them. He's uh, he like that episode, with um, the magic eight ball. <laughs> Gotta watch that one. Uh, one, one of the best Rock was my life episodes, in my opinion. O Town, welcome to O Town. Woo. yeah, even the way. Even the way they make you feel when you're watching it, just—I don't know—it just makes you feel like in another world, wacky. My every time I watch a show, my brain just, my brain has to adjust because obviously you're expecting cartoons, but when you watch this, it's, it's the, uh, it's the stepping stone of those cart, though that type of that generation of cartoon, the SpongeBob. So when you watch it, you just kind of. You soak in little bits of it, and you go, wow, you know? I like the way they shade the uh, the cars in the background. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of his, um, his generic characters. Like, I find a lot of the characters resemble each other uh to some degrees not all of them obviously like he does have like i would say he's got probably a good 15 to 20 characters in the show that are very good and unique but sometimes he'll have a character that'll chime in or hop in and it's just kind of like you know uh, it's like that in every show obviously oh this is cool the way they're going up the uh the parking that's really cool the way that was drawn the way it was, they were going up he's bleeding out his nose Oh man, like you can't do that in SpongeBob. (laughs) There's a freaking planet Saturn just right there. God, this is awesome! A spaceship went by (laughs) L'Express Elevator. Honestly, anybody who's going to be an animator or wanna wants to get into cartoons in any way, form, or fashion should definitely have this show under their belt as a watch. Oh, is that a little uh, Illuminati Illuminati uh, Easter egg there? And then I, the all-seeing eye, right there. Make you seem like the little guy. I like that. That's what I mean. I I I like the little. Messages that Joe Murray or the the writers put in this, this, it's very subliminal. The way they poke fun of the way we are in life, the way we we see, interpret things, and they they make fun of it in a very wacky way. Just bulls, <laughs> basically. Rocco is everybody in the world and this is everyone whoever goes and shops at a store where there's where there's salesmen that are crazy about commission conglomo mall presents what are they presenting <laughs> I just don't know where he's gonna go with the episode like I'm trying to just predict a little bit and now we're at spunky like how can i even focus spunky's eating out of the toilet there's a fish. oh god i hope everyone's soaking this in right now because this episode is fantastic looks pretty smart Yeah, that's definitely a salesman character right there. They should, like, I think in another episode there's a character that's a weasel that, and he's probably better interpreted that way because of a weasel, right? But still, the leak elite. God, I'm just going to get so annoying how clever these guys are. (laughs) It's genius. Just think about it. I. And I wonder how much of this is Joe Murray's original content in his comics, or or in his original artwork. How much of this is his idea? Or they had a uh, Rocco's Modern Life live uh, live action um, episode viewing in California a few years ago, and they had it on YouTube. It was pretty cool to watch. But I'm just curious if there's there's ever been like a Q and A panel besides that. Or, aside from that, um, where the characters or the, the voice actors have answered weird questions or odd questions, just curious. One of them, one of the questions being, um, where did most of the jokes and inspiration come from? Who who was the spearhead behind it, or who were the spearheads behind them? Yeah, honestly, I, I love collecting Rockwell's Modern Life production art. Just the stills alone are, are are fun to have on your wall. The way they're drawn, they're hand drawn. The backgrounds are, I think are replicas, but the the cells themselves are hand drawn. It's part of it was on the TV show. I'll uh, I'll take a few pictures of those and post them online at some point. Uh huh. A little carried away, like most people, and <laughs> myself sometimes. yeah I mean he's just they're just poking fun at light light fun the same way Seinfeld would everyday comedy everyday things that happen to people events uh and exaggerating on them and making them that's why I love Seinfeld as well because they're kind of cartoony in their own way of course, every episode uh, is an exaggeration that doesn't happen to everybody same with this. Shout out to Seinfeld <laughs> if I didn't already. Yeah. Cut up that credit card. Learn the lesson. Huh. Spunky, what are you doing, man? Ronco had a hard day. He bought. He bought you a. He bought you the best freaking dog bowl in the world <laughs> you should be in there you, sh- you should be in that bed helping him out <laughs> jack of the credit cards oh that was a cool staircase I actually like that staircase the way it look cartoons with uh, subliminal messages you have to love it Cause now, when you watch it, in the year, you know, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Now, when you watch it, uh, you get most of us. You get the idea. You get the GIF. You get the the skip. But back then, there was no internet. Nobody could really talk about it, converse over it. So, yeah, you're just never gonna see this again. You're never gonna see. I mean, I'm saying never because I'm talking in the now terms, but you might. Who knows? But I'm just saying it, it'll be hard for them to. Bring tone it up to this level and go crazy. Uh, there's just too many restrictions nowadays, it seems. And even then, I I think cartoons just try to play it too safe for their audience. They just don't want to get in trouble, they don't want to get in any hassle, which is why I love these. These are like the Wild West of cartoons, but not the real Wild West, not the Mickey Mouse, the old Mickey Mouse and the Betty Boops. I'm talking about Um, these are probably (laughs) the uh. The Wild East, if I, if you will, because they, the you know they were drawn out east and they draw pretty damn good. Is that the end of episode? That's the end of episode. God, that went by so quick. I had like no, t- I had little, t- I was just ranting. But anyways, so yeah, that was episode one of Rocco's Modern Life. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want, just watch it again by yourself. Uh, just to get uh, get that feel of it. Or if you have watched it uh, before and you're tuning in with me, uh, thank you, and uh, I hope to see you guys again. I hope to see you in another episode. Um, and uh, leave us some feedback. Leave me some feedback. Let me know what you think. And I'll see you in the next episode. And thank you for tuning along. Ciao. You just listened to a Tune Along podcast. If you like what you heard or have any comments or feedback, don't hesitate to check out more on iTunes, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for more info. I'll see you next time. Ciao!